0: All right, y'all got real quiet, so I guess y'all are ready. I'm not. We're, we're watching you. Tina just, <laughs>
1: just had to cry a We bit. One dog, <laughs> adding our good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us pray. Oh God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, our only Savior, the Prince of Peace, grant us grace, seriously, to lay to heart the great dangers. We are in by our unhappy divisions. Take away all hatred and prejudice. Whatever else may hinder us from godly union and concord. That as there is but one body and one spirit. One hope of our calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of us all. So we may be all of one heart and one soul. United in one holy bond of truth and peace. Faith and charity. May with one mind one mouth glorify you. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. So, last week, we talked about, we're going through what do people around us believe, and we talked about the Jehovah's Witnesses. And I mentioned that had a friend who believed, had a conspiracy theory, that because they had, the Jehovah's Witnesses had kind of, They have their meeting halls all over, and they they pop up quickly, and they don't have a whole lot of windows. He thought it must have been a front for something in the government. Insurance. But, and we all kind of laughed at that, but that was last Sunday. And last Monday, I get home, and this was on my door. (laughs) (laughs) The Jehovah's Witnesses. (coughs) They, they were listening. <laughs> listening. But last, last Sunday, a question was asked, do Jehovah's Witnesses accept medical care? And I said, I'll get to that. And I didn't. But we're going to get to that this week. Jehovah's Witnesses, they, will, they don't do a whole lot of things vote, celebrate birthdays, holidays, things like that, but they will accept medical care. But what you might have been thinking of is they will not accept blood transfusions. So if you, if you go to the hospital, uh, say you're in an accident, having surgery, they always, you have that little form, you put your initials on saying that if you need a blood transfusion, you authorize it. It's okay. Uh, that form is there because Jehovah's Witnesses, they read in the Bible, in the, in the book of Romans, no, the book of Acts, uh, that we are not to accept blood. That has a completely, that had a completely different meaning way back in the day when that was written because, well, They didn't have blood transfusions in the first century. just didn't work like that. But they have a very, very literal reading of that. And because of that, they will go to the doctor. They will do everything but blood transfusions. Because, well, they believe that you're not supposed to take blood. So even if the doctor says, you need to do this, they will not. That is a their core tenet. Because they believe that if take a blood transfusion, that is going against the Bible.
2: So even under threat of law, they will
0: not do that. They, God, God is gracious, but um, most will not. Does it actually
1: say in the Bible blood had to do with blood transfusions for people?
0: No, because we didn't... There weren't blood transfusions in the Bible. <laughs> when the Bible talks about... Uh, and it is... In that passage, it's talking about meat sacrificed to idols. Don't be taking... Don't be worshipping idols. Don't be doing things like the pagans do. And in part of that it says, don't take blood, depending on the translation. Then if blood was used for a lot of things back in the day. Um, And in pagan circles, it could be used in alchemy, potions, spell, whatever it was. Um, It could just be sacrificed to whatever God they were sacrificing to. The Bible said, you are not like that anymore. Don't just be taking blood for no reason. You can, you can take the meat sacrifice to idols. That's fine, because you're going to eat the meat. What else are you going to... You're not going to be drinking the blood. There's really no reason for that. So they... We can read the Bible and go, Oh, hey, we are not... We're not just dispensing blood for sacrifices on street corners anymore. We can read the Bible and go... There's, blood transfusions are okay. They're going to save your life. So, but that's kind of where that comes from.
1: What about life support systems?
0: Now you're getting into a very, very tricky part of Christian ethics. Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't have like a firm stand on life support, things like that. Because most, most denominations don't have a firm stance it is kind of left up to the individual uh, pray about it, think about it they deal with it kind of individually but so there is because um, these are all things that we take for granted are all very new life support systems are very new Blood transfusions, when you think about it, are very new. But it was a great question because that kind of segued into who we're talking about today. Another group who, in the late 1800s, said, they looked around and said, the world is weird and it is changing rapidly. And this church that we see can be the church of the first century – so we need to go back because everybody always wants to go back to the first century I don't know about you I don't want to go back to the first century because I like air conditioning <laughs> things have changed we progress we hold on to the core tenets of what we believe but we make it. we're going to have air conditioning we're going to have indoor plumbing we don't always have to be exactly like it was in the first century. But one of those groups that said, you know, this can't be right, let's, let's pray about it. Let's come up with something. was a group who was founded by a lady named Mary Baker Eddy. In 1875, she wrote a book called Science and Health with the Key to the Scriptures." So that book became paired with the Bible, became what is known as Christian Scientist. Oh, that's that that's, comes later. That is Scientology, and that comes. No, uh, that is a completely different thing, and we can—we can get there. We can get there in a few months. It's on the schedule. (laughs) No, but Christian scientists, um, it can sound kind of confusing because are we Christian? Are we scientists? What are we? But Mary Baker Eddy, she had a life that was plagued with illness. From her time as a young girl, she was sick. And this was the 1870s. Well, this was like 1850s. Medicine is a little different now. Um, Back then it was, hey, here's a handful of something. Try it, let's see. Maybe if it gets bad enough, we'll drill a hole in your skull. Um, Things have changed, progress. But she sought help from a lot of different places. And so one of those places was a man who has the most 19th century name probably ever. His name is Phineas Parkhurst Quimby.
1: <laughs> Say that again.
0: Phineas Parkhurst Quimby.
1: I'd like to hear his mom's <laughs> Yeah. that. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Just hearing that name you laugh because well it's a great name. <laughs> you, you just picture him in your mind, and he's automatically in the circus or something.
2: <laughs>
0: but what he, what he did, he was a teacher. And at this time, science was, you could just say, hey, I'm a scientist, because I'm experimenting on something. Um, and what he did was he taught the mind sciences, one of his big things was everything is in your mind. And it could have like a magnetic field around you. And that magnetic field is causing you to be sick. So if you think hard enough, you can take that magnetic field and send it somewhere else. It got a lot of traction back in the day. Because, well can't prove him wrong, but one of his students, Mary Baker, after he died, kind of took those ideas of everything's in your mind, all these things around you, they're not gonna affect you. Just think hard enough. And she realized this isn't the whole truth. There's a lot of truth to it. She's like, maybe if I combine it with Christianity, it'll be something. And so she did and she was healed. Um, Doctors who studied her said, hey, actually there was nothing really wrong with you. Um, This was all in your mind um, because you weren't actually sick, but she didn't feel sick anymore. So, she wrote all all of this down, put it in a book, and started teaching it. And that is now, she did it in Boston, and so that became, her little group became the first Church of Christ scientist. You'll hear them talk about it today as the mother church. Everything they believe comes from this church in Boston whether they're in Dallas, Tyler, wherever, they all report to Boston. But they have some uh, different beliefs. I'm going to say that nicely. Her main philosophy, theology, is, well, if I read in the Bible that God is love, and then I read in the Bible that God is infinite. If God is love, and God is infinite, well, then love is infinite, and if something is infinite, there can be nothing else. So, there's no evil, there's no sin, they're all just an illusion. Now, I want you to Take a look at the world around you today, and I want you to ask yourself, is there really no evil in the world? Is there really no sin in the world? But for them, it is all just an illusion. God is love, and God is infinite. Therefore, there can be nothing else. God is mind. Yes.
2: Then where did free will come
0: from? That's a very good question that they don't really answer.
2: No? No.
0: It is uh, everything that we have. God is love, and God is intellect and mind. And everything else is just an illusion, it's just habits. It's all, it's all in your head. It's a figment
2: of our imagination.
0: It is, <laughs> it is something that if you, if you pray hard enough, uh-huh. worship hard enough, study hard enough, eventually you will overcome it. Uh, this is anecdotal, so take it with a grain of salt. But uh, they have a big, beautiful building in Boston. It, it's huge and it is extremely pretty, and they will offer tours. Well, one day, they are giving a tour, and people don't always know exactly what they believe, but they wanna go see the architecture of the building, and the tour guide was wearing glasses. So somebody asked, if it's all in your head, why do you need glasses? And, to, and her response was, I'm still working on overcoming the idea that I need glasses. Oh. How can I
1: explain, I mean evil, we see evil every day. When a man goes into a school and kills 20
0: children, how do they explain that? It's all evil comes from within us. It is all a figment of our imagination that we need to work past are all consequences of these thoughts that we are putting in there that are not real.
1: So when they pray for deliverance
0: from thinking,
1: who do they pray to?
0: They pray to God. They do?
1: Yeah,
0: they, they pray do. to God. Okay,
1: they believe in
0: God. They believe in God, who is the all consciousness, all power, the true, who we are made in the image of, but they don't really pray to Jesus. They will worship Jesus and say, he's not God, but he's a man who is given a Christ principle. Mm. That he was given this full consciousness and that he was sent to kind of show us the way everything um, but then when he died, he wasn't actually dead, um, but they, he kind of went back into God, that consciousness. And the disciples merely thought that he was dead because, well, they still had unbelief. They still believed in, in death. Yeah. Okay, so, so they don't
2: believe that Jesus is the
0: Son of God? No not God. Like the they don't believe in, the Trinity. They no. in they, the Trinity. They don't. Yeah. No Trinity. No Holy Spirit is the spirit that moves um, but it is just kind of pushes us with sin. It's a gift from God that is to help kind of push us to get us to the place that, where we don't need deliverance. Or healing. So, how do they explain salvation? How
1: do, or how do you obtain salvation?
0: How do they think, what do they think it is? Uh, it is. Salvation is kind of that prayer, study, and worship, and eventually you'll get to that point where you don't need, there's no real sin. You'll get to the point where you realize that there is no sin, there's no evil, and that. and it kind of goes from there. Once again, if you think about it long, hard enough, the cracks start to show. It sounds like the 50s of the 60s. Um, How how many of this group
2: now? I mean, is this a growing group or is it a diminishing group?
0: It's a great question. Mm. So, if you remember, the 1870s, a lot of stuff was going on. Um, We are in Reconstruction after the Civil War. We are in an age of rapid industrialization, an age of expansion, an age of accidents and illnesses. There are people moving from all over. The world is changing rapidly. And so this idea that this world is changing rapidly and this can't be it. This isn't the world I know. This isn't what I grew up with. Something is off. And people were looking for answers. People were looking for answers. And so from 1870 to about 1936, Christian Science was the fastest growing religion in the U.S.,
2: The United States was founded on Christianity. That's why we've got on our dollar bill In God We Trust. A little so bit. You'll
0: get to that? A, a little bit. Okay. We'll, so we'll get okay. down. So, in, in God We Trust wasn't actually added to money until the late 50s. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. It didn't become our national motto until the late 50s. And there's a whole reasoning behind that which if you remember the 50s, there was something kind of big going on between two powers. One, who had a strict, strict ideal of atheism. And if they're the, and if they're the bad guys, and they're atheists, well, we must believe in God. But, so we're going we're gonna to get there in a few weeks. But it was the fastest growing religion because it provided answers. And not only that. So when it was when it was founded by Mary Baker Eddy, she was very concerned because they didn't want to be like all the churches who weren't the true church around, who had ministers, they had pastors, they had people in control. And so she wrote, you know, as this grew, they. As organizations do, you need a constitution, you need bylaws. And so she wrote that there will only be two pastors of the church, of the Christian Science Church. The Bible and her book, Science and Health with the Key to the Scriptures. So they don't have ministers, they don't have – they have people who volunteer to lead hymns, volunteer to speak, do all these things, but they don't have – paid ministers. They don't have full-time, ordained ministers. I mean, They will have people who are paid, who write, who make things, uh, keep the organization going. But that provided a great, great boon uh, because this is an age of rapid change, um, but this is also the late 1800s and the early 1900s. And Women who were kind of picking up the slack in during the Civil War as their husbands, brothers, fathers had gone off to fight, they were the ones running the farms, running machines, working in factories, and now suddenly they are out of jobs. They had have, they have power, but they are now relegated back to where they were, except in Christian science circles. There's no pastors. There's no ministers. Anybody can be a part. And so it attracted a lot of people who were looking for something very egalitarian. They wanted to be able to be a part of something without all those rules. But all those rules come from someplace. The Bible. Um, But a lot of them came from Mary Baker Eddy's head. And so, when you get into their rules, things get a little personal. They have the two golden rules. One is the one that Jesus gave us. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And the other one comes from the bylaws, which she wrote, which said, A member of the mother church shall not haunt Mrs. Eddie's drive when she goes out, continually stroll by her house, or make a summer resort near her for such a purpose. <laughs> 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 Two golden rules. Two golden rules. Do it others as she would have them do to you, and don't be bothering Mrs. Eddy. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds to
2: me like she had a bad case of paranoia. <laughs>
0: you know, I mean, Uba, who marries this part? Who does. Ceremonial stuff that you would, as a rector, normally provide to us, provide to them. So they don't have, like, we're getting clergy, they don't really have sacraments. So if you are a member um, and you need something like a marriage done, you go find somebody from another church. But there's a problem with that. If you have to go find somebody from an Episcopal or Baptist or non-denominational or whatever church to do your marriage ceremony, but if they aren't the true church, there's a little bit of a disconnect there. So they won't kind of farm that out to others. But if you think about it too much, the cracks start to show. So how
2: strong Congregation
0: of people are they now? So now, after about 1936, they the numbers have started dwindling and they're going down, and down, and down. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so they can't perform weddings in the church because
0: they're not actually a Christian church. Mm-hmm. Or, they- they, they don't they have, have any. They don't have anybody. Yeah. So they That's will. That's
2: ordained. Is that it?
0: Yeah. There's no ordination.
2: Nobody's ordained.
0: There's okay. no ordination. So they find somebody else, uh-huh. whether it's from a different church, uh-huh. or you go from a judge, uh-huh. whatever. Okay. Because it's all. <laughs> it's all in your head. <laughs> Death is just an illusion. It's just an illusion. Oh, death is just an illusion, too. Death is just an illusion. So, the what your body? Your bodies are not an illusion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the things, the things that we are in will decompose and die. But our mind, mm-hmm. our consciousness, that's the only thing that's really real. And that will continue on.
2: It becomes the force. <laughs> me with you. So, you know, Pretty we lovely. laugh at this, but extremely intelligent yes.
1: individuals or members, right?
2: Yeah, but they're off their rock. I started yes. to say intelligence maybe is
1: part of the illusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you yeah.
2: find really, really smart people that have no access. So you put
0: those two things together and
2: there you
0: go. There's three things that always define a a false church or a false religion and that is they deny the death, burial, resurrection, and deity of Christ. Mm -hmm. They add or subtract from the scriptures Mm -hmm. and they uh, believe that you, there is no sin and you can work your way to heaven. Mm-hmm. Those are the three things that are, are completely contradiction, contradictory to God's word. But those are the three things that almost
2: every false religion hinges themselves on.
1: It
0: sounds like
2: the Course of Miracles. Right? I'm sorry? The Course of Miracles, it sounds
0: like. <coughs> yeah. they, this whole belief system... It's contingent upon miracles. Because, well, they are they are allowed to go to the doctor, but they believe that your prayers will be more effective if you don't. Because mm-hmm. if you go to the doctor, then you don't really have faith. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. The person to
2: take those
0: glasses off didn't they? <laughs> she she just wasn't praying hard enough. <laughs> I know that Luke was a doctor. We're <laughs> 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 do gonna leave that one out. Mm. <laughs> we we read what we want to read okay. Yeah.
1: Yes. But to go back to Lois' point, we knew someone in Corpus that was a very prominent man, very successful, very wealthy, um, and he didn't go to the doctor, but he was a runner, so he was in great shape, and all of a sudden they find out he's diabetic and had been for a while, and then just deteriorated
0: from their own. Yeah. There are a lot of people, smart people, powerful people, who have been a part of this group. Um, in government, Yeah, in governments. Um, if you remember back Watergate, the name Haldeman might ring a bell. Uh-huh. Now wait a
2: minute, that's an oxymoron. Smart people in
0: government. Yeah.
1: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, <laughs> I,
0: I telegraphed that. That was just right down the middle of the plate, okay. oh. Perfect. <laughs> yeah.
2: This is kind of an off the wall question, and it doesn't have to do with this religious body. But how are we supposed to take it when Ronald Reagan's own son comes on and says that he is an unabashed atheist, not afraid of burning in hell? How are we supposed to? Because I'm, it confounded me. I was, I just looked at the TV and I was like, his dad is rolling over in his grave right now. How are we supposed to? support something like that. How, I mean, is it, what was her name, the atheist leader, uh, Madeline Murray O'Hare? Yes. I mean, does that mean that he
0: You'll, you'll have to you'll have to stay tuned, because we're going to be talking about atheism here in a few weeks. Okay. okay. If, I, if I remember – We'll save that for next week. I'm not going to remember – I don't remember the calendar exactly, but I think that one's coming up here in a month or two. Okay. But there are lots of people who don't believe. And that's – yes about free will. That's where that free will comes in. God is open and Christ is available and welcomes all. But are we going to accept that welcome? And not everybody's
2: going to. Hasn't there always been a long history of people that were really, really intelligent and into science have real problems believing in God? Because they,
0: they don't see it as real. So, when we start talking about belief, and especially individuals' beliefs, it can get a little dicey because we are not talking about a monolith. We are talking about individuals. And individuals are weird and sometimes will contradict ourselves. Mm-hmm. But there are really smart people who don't believe. Thomas Jefferson, for example. Pretty smart guy. Invented a lot of stuff. He might have written something that you may have read, but he did not believe in the divinity of Christ. He made his own copy of the Gospels that took, in, took all of Jesus' teachings, put them into one, and then took out all the miracles. Because he just did not believe in the divinity of Christ. On the other hand, theories of evolution, the Big Bang, those were first introduced by highly religious people, devout, devout people. Science.
1: And who created the Big Bang?
0: (laughs) For years and years, centuries churches and monasteries were at the forefront of science. But somewhere along the way, we have decided, in our minds, that faith and science don't always work well together. Because we are people, and we like clear definitions, because those make sense to us. And so if I have faith, then I can't believe in science, or if I believe in science, then I can't have faith. And that's not the case.
1: That's right. Science is catching up to God at this point. I, there's scientific proof that your brain changes when you're doing a lot of negative stuff. And, and that it changes back when you start changing. Water. When you put words to water, there's tests under the microscope that if it's love, it looks like a snowflake. If it's hate, it looks like baby poop and worms, you know, color. So, I mean, it's there, and that's one of the things that I hit the battlefield of the mind. The, the, the fact that our bodies are made up of 70%, at least 70% water, and the world is covered with over 70% of water. And what are we doing if we're doing all this negative stuff? It's not God. You know, the more you change, the more the world will change. Because it goes out in ripples,
0: just like pebble and water. And that's kind of where Christian scientists they take that idea of there's a lot of negativity in the world, that it's not real. If we just focus on what is real, God is infinite, God is love. If we just focus on that, that none of this is real. Then we'll work past it. We'll get past it. But I don't know about you. If I'm sick, God has given us doctors. Surgeons. Medicine. God has given us pills that work. Sometimes. 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 (laughs) We can pray for healing. Because we know that Jesus is the great physician and he can heal and he does work miracles. But sometimes he uses doctors to do it. Thankfully. I
2: tell a lot of my, my patients, because I'm a social worker, I tell a lot of them that worry is the opposite of faith. Mm-hmm. And that if you remember when you're worrying about something to give it to God. Just give it to God. Give it up. And and don't try to fix it yourself. That you'll feel a lot better. Because also science has proven that stress causes fatal diseases. Okay? Mm -hmm. Stress. And stress is the equivalent of anxiety and worry. And God tells us not to worry, not to it. Exactly. Just give it to him and he's going to take care of it.
0: Bible says plan, prepare, but don't fret, don't be anxious, don't worry, it's not saying, just sit back and whatever happens, it's all going to be good, I think we can all tell, we all know that that didn't always work, but in the end, God is gracious and loving and good and works for our good. Might not always. It might not always seem like it. But God is real. And we are real. Mm -hmm. Pain is real. Mm -hmm. But God is gracious and good and works through that. You know what fascinates me uh, in my ignorance? I hate
1: Thomas Jefferson. acknowledge
0: Him, right? Do we believe in God or or do we believe in ourselves? And that is a very hard question. But we are asked every single day. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm going to ask you.
1: Yeah.
3: Steph always goes through my head and I don't know which one to talk about. But, um, I thought about the first one, forgot the second one. Now I can't the first one. <laughs> oh, so first thing, we've got a lot of things going on right now that I don't quite understand. Everything that I believe in is now wrong in a lot of people's eyes. Not just a few people, but a lot of people. I have a daughter who says that I'm delusional. I'm getting poked. but but everything that I I know is propaganda she she tells me that I'm not going to go to heaven she's going to be alone in heaven that what I believe in is just what I see on the news is propaganda is made up and she truly truly believes that she's worried about me not getting to heaven and I'm getting. Poked again, as I said.
1: Annette, keep pulling your of
3: yourself. Don't worry. <laughs> they don't know which child. Don't
0: worry. Those pokes—they're all in your head. They're all illusion.
1: That pain you're feeling isn't real. I
0: got a, I got a nicer one. Uh, uh,
3: I go to this every Friday. We had this faith, hope, and love group with Zoom, and we got lady from england and we all have dementia of some sorts Well it's one of my favorite zoom I mean, we get and we got a couple of jewish people in there you christians i mean the rest of them are christians and the other day about three weeks ago this guy that was there he didn't have a whole lot to say but he said at that time he says well i just want y'all to know that i'm an atheist I have faith and I have hope and that's why, I'm, and I guess you're wondering why I'm here, but I have faith, I have hope. None of that ever made sense to me, but he just went on and he truly believed that when it's over, when he dies, it's gone, it's is it? He said, mm-hmm. that's why I'm having my ashes, I'm going to be cremated and have my ashes thrown across to feed the earth so it'll keep, and I listened to that and I said, I started praying for him. I said, if I am totally wrong, 100% wrong in my beliefs, I hadn't lost anything. I've had a lot of peace on earth. But anyway, I hadn't seen an atheist or talked to him. He never came back. He, he, he left the show. <laughs> and I don't know what happened to him. He'd been, he'd been there for about a year, you know, talking and joining in. but. He was an atheist, but I just
0: don't believe that. He, he's not the only one. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who, who believe that. I feel so sorry for them. And if you'll come back next week, we're going to talk about them. Oh. Perfect setup. Y'all what are is, good. What
1: is that old saying? There aren't any atheists in the in foxholes. The fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really. Yeah. That's a good one. No atheists yeah. in foxholes. So next
0: week... We're going to be talking about another group of people who don't always believe in heaven. We're not talking about atheists yet. We'll get there. But stay, so stay tuned. It's a great place to end. We'll I'll pick back next week. We can't
2: guess what, what that will be.
0: You can guess if you would like. <laughs> send, send me your guesses. <laughs> and, every, and everyone who gets it right. Will be put into a drawing for a prize. But
3: they don't. They don't believe in heaven.
0: They they don't believe in heaven. They're not atheists. They just don't. They're in not heaven. atheists. They believe in God, but they don't believe in heaven.
1: Not yet. Not
0: yet. All right. Go in peace to love and serve the Lord.